As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for joining me. And Kami, thank you for having me. I love this. And I was always very jealous to not be on it. So now uh, I'm, I'm satisfied. Uh, great. I'm happy holidays. Um, <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays to all of us. Uh, uh, cool. Okay. So usually I start out by asking, what is an obstacle or a low point or sometime in your life um, that you were like kind of down? or a lot down, that you're mm-hmm. most proud of overcoming. And then sort of just like talk us through like what happened to, to the extent that you're comfortable, like what happened and like how you overcame it. And then I'll jump in. Okay, great. great. Um, I'm trying to, I was trying to think about, and I feel, let's just get into it. Uh, let's get into <laughs> let's, it. Let's, let's get, get right get, on in there. Let's do it. Um, You know, I, my, like I've always, had such a passion for character comedy and like sketch comedy and all of that. And I, um, I got the opportunity to test for SNL a few years ago and I was so set on like, this is what happens. This is how it happens. This is what I am. And I like defined myself by like all of that fakeness, <laughs> like of like that, like unreality of the world. And I, I, so I got the opportunity to test it and was on hold and, um, and I, I, I didn't get it. And I remember I was like, I felt so awful. I felt so unlike myself. I was like, well, if it's not that, like, I guess like my whole journey that I like made set in stone is incorrect. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had a real hard time seeing that I ha- was actually doing that and like my my goal of like doing sketch comedy and like playing dress up forever and like I was doing all of those things at Groundlings but I was so blinded by like the no of it and I was like defined myself of like this is not happening I guess for me you know and and like in hindsight and like with the work that I've done on myself and like and allowing that goalpost to change too I think helped me just as a person and like working and like on more self-awareness and like not defining by this and that and this and like oh you're not accepted here or you like because at the the baseline in what I my my husband Corey is like such a great reminder of this like because he like took a screenshot of our FaceTime after I was done and I was crying because I was so proud of myself I was like I did it exactly as I wanted to do it and then I let all of that pride go away by the answer and I was like well the like how I feel in that moment was full of pride like I was so proud of myself and um and but because I didn't get it I was like oh well those feelings aren't valid I guess Mm. you know and I so I think that was such a life lesson in that as well of like being present and not worrying about 
what's going to happen next? What's, what's happening? And, um, so much of the things that I am now most proud of as well would never have happened if it was different as well, you know? And, um, as opposed from like having those learning opportunities and experiences from the answer versus the actual experience of going through it, I think is something that I'll carry with me forever because I was like, no, in that moment, I worked my fucking ass off. I did it. I like did it exactly as I did. I was so true to myself. I wasn't trying to do it for anyone else. And like, I loved it. And I was like, this is like the eight-year-old of me was freaking out that I got to like be on the monologue stage. And I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And I was so present and enjoying it then. And I just felt like I, I allowed myself to get to just like tarnish all of that because of the result. Yeah. It's so hard to be more like process oriented you know because that's like something that I have been working on and I think I will always work on that always like not being attached to the result but instead like reveling in the process of it and like the joy of it um which I think kind of partially capitalism is to blame for this uh, uh yes yeah <laughs> yes this like results oriented nature this like win win totally. win money 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 mm-hmm. type of what thing. are you doing now what are you working on now mm-hmm. what's happening now like yeah, yeah exactly um I love how you put it because you said like your goalpost changed yes which is so essential because like we pivot all we have to pivot all the time And I Mm -hmm. think, like, especially, like, post-COVID or even during, like, quarantine, we had to, all of us, especially artists, like, had to pivot a lot in order to just, like, stay sane and, like, continue to create. Mm -hmm. Um, How did did, um, the SNL audition come about? Was it via, like, Just for Laughs first? Or what was the process like? They saw me in a Groundlings show. And I think I was in Sunday company at the time and I had showcased for them out in LA about like four times. Oh, like, so four different shows. Yeah. And then they, and then I got flown out after one of the last ones. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy how like perspective is kind of everything, right? Everything. Because there are so many people I know who would, and this is not to like diminish your feelings at all or like the realness of being disappointed or in all of those things but it's like so many people would love to just be on Sunday company you know what I mean or would just love to pass I'm not familiar with the terminology but like Mm -hmm. writer's lab or whatever absolutely here you are like on the thing that so many people want Mm -hmm. doing multiple show like multiple showcases which some people would just want to do one you know like right but it's so hard to to uh realize that in the moment when you're told no even when we're in an industry of no we get told no all the time yes those constant no's and like you know it and that's so true because I remember like being in Sunday Company and having like a really like a good leader in that group when one of my six months in it of like if it, it gets hard and it's like this pressure cooker and it's so like just like emotion you're exhausted it's like emotional and I'm like god this is so hard and this person was like but you would never complain about this to someone who didn't get this opportunity you know and you're like oh right you know and it's so yeah it's that perspective big time yeah mm-hmm. what did okay so how did you take care of yourself in the moments after this like let down for you Um, yeah yeah I 
I, I remember I got the call and I, I got in my car with Corey and I was like, I just want to go home. I was at, I think I was at my sister's house and I was like, I just want to go home. And I was crying and we didn't have tissues in the car. And so we had all of these shit bags for our dog. And sure, like just, of course. And so I was like wiping my eyes with like empty poop bags. And I was oh like, my God. I was like, and I was like laughing too. I was like, it's not lost on me. Like what this looks like right now. Yeah. And, and. And he very lovingly was like, he's like, you can be really sad, but I do think tonight, like, we should just, like, put on some wigs and dance. Yeah. So, like, I think I was, like, rage dancing to Dashboard Confessional. As one does. You get it. As one does. Tale as old as time. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I did, like, I I think in, since then, like, I'm able to have that pride like that is one of the most proud moments I've had and like and I'm also incredibly proud of bouncing back from it because I'm not letting it define me and because yeah you're right it's like the the industry of no's and you know when I talk to I get to talk to some of the the students that come out here from Ohio University and it's so fun to talk with them and they're on like a program out here during the summer and winter and I I always say, I'm like, you can't live and die by the no because mm. it's so easy to do. It is so easy to do. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. And also, it's like, fuck, I was going to, I completely forgot what I was going to say, but it was about goalposts. Yeah. And now I can't remember what it was, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's It'll come back They're to me and then, I'll for, and then I'll forget it again. Um, Perfect. Uh, okay, so then you, we know what you did like immediately after how did you like start therapy? Were you already in therapy? Um, like what's your journey with like mental health? Yeah, I so I was in therapy when I was younger, like a kid. I had um a really close cousin pass away. And so I start I had therapy, I was in that, and then I um I had not been in it forever. And then about like two years ago, I started like really diving back into therapy because I was like I can't do this on my own like this is not manageable and my I have a I have a family member who was diagnosed with cancer and like throughout all of it and it was like and I was just like this is it impossible like I can't do it on my own and like I'm sick of pretending like I can mm-hmm. and I'm not like I like being able to ask for help like I feel like I'm someone that I'm like oh let me fix this for you and I'll fix this for you and um and then I just like crumble and silently cry mm-hmm. and and I'm like what's happening with me and so that has been so helpful with that and like and on antidepressants and like making things more manageable and I am like I will I will shout it from the rooftops that I feel like it's so important for people to take that into their own control with going to therapy and I and now when things come up, I I thank my therapist constantly. I'm like, I'm so glad we already have this relationship. Yeah. Like, so I can now just talk about this big thing. And, yeah. And, and she's able to, like, know me so well. And so it, it definitely is an odd thing. I don't know how you feel about this. I know, like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, pop back into, um, like, my own like people pleasing self and I'll be like um like how are you like well, well how are you doing like tell me and she's like that is not what this is for <laughs> like and I'm like oh got it okay and I was like I just feel weird sometimes just talking at you and she's yeah. like yeah 
this is what that's what you do but I'm like got it I know I still have that thing too because like I just switched therapist recently which I felt so bad switching because like I had been with my one for six years like a really Mm -hmm. long time and the only reason that I wanted to shift is just because like I wanted like a new perspective because it's like the same person for six years that's a long time Mm -hmm. um and I felt so bad being like hey uh so (laughs) um I'm so sorry but and it's they're like it's fine like this is part of like this is what happens it's not a big deal yeah um so like I relate to that and it's funny how many people I've talked to that like use the phrase people pleasing and I and I talk to a lot of like entertainers comedians actors like musicians and it's funny how every not everybody but a lot of us have this like people pleasing mentality Mm -hmm. and I wonder if we've always had it or if it's something that like we have cultivated in order to like get work or get jobs or get laughs or whatever um yeah like have you always been like a people please or I don't want to call you that but like like, using your words yeah okay yeah um definitely you know I um I have you I recently did like a year of EMDR. Have you ever done? I haven't that? done it. Explain it. It is like life changing. It's the like eye it's, thing? Yeah. So okay. it's like you get someone that's um, trained in it and and like you can do it remotely and you and it's essentially like like blasting through your tr- like trauma pathways or like your react like your brain's pathways and it's like recalibrating those pathways so it's like one thing doesn't immediately lead to this response mm. and it was like so helpful because I um I'm just gonna say something because I don't feel comfortable putting this on but like it was because of like a stalker and like a sexual yeah. assault I okay. can't say all those things but you yeah know. yeah I'll um that out. thanks um <laughs> but but like two different ones so it was so helpful because like two different experiences one during college and then one within the last year happened and it brought up feelings from the thing that I'd never dealt with and so it I didn't realize how much it would bring up and like and with that like every time I'd start I'd like you just kind of follow these two dots from side to side of your screen and then like you like take a deep breath and you're like this is what I feel this is where I am and Every time, the first time the dots would move in my brain, I'd be like, how the hell is it working? This is not going to work. Sure, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then immediately I'm like, I'm in my childhood bedroom. I feel like this. I feel that. And I'm oh like, Jesus Christ, you know, and it's so, I just like, I'm so glad that there's people in the world that are so much smarter than I am that can help make <laughs> these things help us, you know? Yeah. And, and so, but long story short, is that what that brought up so many moments of like, childhood people pleasing like trying Mm. to read minds you know going like how's the energy in like within our family unit today how can I be of service how can I help and and not assessing like myself all the time yeah well I have so many things to say about that one I'm gonna Mm -hmm. get the contact info for that person because I would absolutely love that I get very triggered by anything like abandonment related so if like yes a partner or whatever goes like out of town I I feel like a different person. I am so much more sensitive. I am so much more on edge. I'm questioning. I'm uh, paranoid. All these Mm -hmm. things because I grew up with a lot of abandonment. Um, What was your family life 
like growing up? Like, can you pinpoint like why you felt like you had to people please or like um, uh, make sure like the family unit was put together or like why were you that person? Yeah, you know, I, I have, I love my family and like, and I think like they, everyone just has such strong personalities. And so there's someone with like, that they're, that we have to be careful around, you know? And it's like, if that person's having a good day, then we're fine. You know, if like, Mm -hmm. if, but if not, like everyone needs to adjust Mm. and, and it's, I feel like how you're saying abandonment, like I tap into in my present life of like mind reading, like, oh, like I, I, I overcorrect and like I try to overread someone and go like, they must be. And then I'll hop to like eight reasons. I'm like, yeah. oh, they must be this. They must be that because of this. And I probably did something. So I need to adjust, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, or they're just having a bad day and it's not about you at all because nothing is about you. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is like so hard to remember, you know, I like, I feel so like, hard. especially if, I mean, I, I say especially if because I'm an actor and an artist, so, like, I can only speak from my perspective. But I feel like because we're sensitive, we end up doing this career path anyway. And it's like, yeah, we're already sensitive as it is. So we're already, like, on edge being like, does this have to do with me? But, right. like, yeah, like, you're totally right. Most of the time, like, it's not about you. And that's also, like, a sad reality to accept right. that, like, like yeah. most things are not about you. Like, yeah. no one cares about you that much. You know what right. I mean? Like, the, like, no one's thinking about me as yeah. much as I think they yeah. are. Yeah. You're like, everybody's thinking about me. And it's like, yeah. nobody's thinking about you. No, yeah. I promise yeah. you. I promise you they aren't. <laughs> yeah. But, and, I, and I think, too, I, um, with that, like, it's almost like I've I've always taken on, like, the peacemaker role as well of, like, just constantly countering, you know, and um, if like if someone had a hard day at work or something, you know, like I I can counter and then just in peace make that and go like, oh, then um, th- this would probably be easier if I like set the table, you know, and mm-hmm. I did this like. Um, Has that showed it- up like in your relationship at all or your marriage at all? Sorry. Yes. No, I think for sure. And I you know what's definitely shown up is like that mind reading thing of like it feels like you're this and he's like I'm just trying to watch tv like I'm sure you know and I'm like oh and so that thing like me like trying to think thoughts for Corey I think Mm. was so and it it's been so helpful to like be able to name what that is now because I'm like oh okay and he's like babe you're trying to read my mind and like there's nothing happening you know and I so I think that peacemaker mentality or like that um people pleaser has been helpful but he is so awesome and like he is someone that I from when we dated like we it was awesome to like see how we like argued or like had a conflict and how we like communicated because so many times in my past I'd be like this isn't worth it bye and I wouldn't even have a conflict resolution or I wouldn't have any energy to argue with anyone but I remember being like why am I still here? I'm like, oh, it's because like he's worth resolving this for. Yeah. And he's so patient and he's so, and he's just wonderful. Like he just brings out a lot of good in me because he's such a good person. When you're like having um, your, um, like a mind reading episode or like a thoughts, I don't know if you experience like thought spirals. um, Yeah. But like anything in that, like, how do you like take care of your child self in that moment? Well, that's such a good question. 
Um, man. Because I, I think that's what it is, right? It it's is like for we sure. We are reverting back to like that. We felt that feeling at some point in our childhood mm-hmm. and we had to do whatever that behavior is to keep ourselves safe that we don't need to do that behavior anymore. So it's like I, I'm trying to work on like how I take care of my child self in that moment because it's really hard for me. I end up like just spiraling and spiraling. And even if I'm getting the answer like this isn't about you, I'm still like, well, you're lying. This is about me. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. I think there's sometimes where I just literally have to go like, that thought is a liar. Like it's mm. fucking lying to you. Like this is not real, you know? Mm. And, and like feel some way to like get grounded and like just take a breath. And I also think like knowing how we like calming our adult self down can help take care of our child. I think too, of like going, yeah. I need to just like go for a walk. And I, and going like, I don't need to talk about anything right now because nothing great is going to happen right now. Um, if I speak from just like, like, okay, let's fucking get into it, you know, kind of thing. Like nothing good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I think like taking care of that present moment, like gives maybe your child self time to breathe a mm. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like, and, and I think there's such a, there is such a like pro and con to being really self-aware and being someone that like a surveyor of going like this person looks like they need some more to drink oh I'll put more snacks out like that constant like taking care mentality too because it's like you're too tuned clicked in to everything and then you're just like it almost turns into like assuming and Mm. it's like or you can just like sit and be present in that yeah yeah I think like one of the keys is probably just like being present and sitting with like that uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. and being with yourself and like letting it pass, which yes. is such a challenge for me because I have that knee jerk reaction of like, fix it, fix it yes. now. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're, I think you're totally right about that. Um, what is like one of the biggest challenges that you face today? Um, I think I have re I, um, I've recently been um, go. I've been. I'm in Al-Anon. Am mm-hmm. I allowed to say that? I'm allowed. Yeah, to say you can that, say right? whatever yeah, you want. <laughs> um, great. Um, I'm in Al-Anon, and I think um, the challenge of putting those principles into practice every day, and and like trusting that, like trusting all of that things, and like and asking for help, and going like, oh, there's a reason for these things, and also. I think knowing my role in a lot in a lot of it too, because it's so easy to go like, is because of this and because of that and like this and but like knowing like how I have a role and how I have done everything in my in those like moments and relationships too and like taking myself out of that and like and almost like fucking up the homeostasis of like a family unit or like a or a relationship or a friendship of like going I'm not going to do that anymore and I and I shouldn't have done that and now that makes me feel weird and then so I think the biggest challenge is like setting those firm boundaries and going like whoa I really had uh I had such a hand in all of this too Mm. and taking that responsibility and going like oh it did feel great when like two people in my family were upset and then like all of a sudden they both liked me the most you know and right and, and, like, just, like, getting, like, triangulated or me triangulating someone else, too. Like, that's – it. 
like oh my god now that I can like see it I'm like oh it makes me feel so awful mm. yeah, yeah 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 I mean I think we briefly talked about this like yeah when we were walking down the street one day yeah uh but yeah I'm in two different two-step or tw- two different two-step programs Nailed that it. would be two nice st- <laughs> What a fun activity. What a fun. Just one and two and you're done. <laughs> Nailed it. Would be the dream. Two 12-step programs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I completely relate to that. And I, more people have mentioned 12-step programs on this podcast recently, yeah. which is really great. Um, and I especially think that, like, people who are, which is, like, what Al-Anon is for, but, like, people who are... Um, family members or loved ones or friends or whatever of someone who is an addict or a recovering addict, like they need help too because this person's changing, right? Like the person that you love is changing and obviously the, your situation's whatever, yeah. but like in general, I can speak for mine. It's like, I'm changing. So like in order to understand that it's helpful for like my loved ones to check out Alan Honors, another 12-step program yes. so that they understand where my changes are coming from. But obviously, yeah. you know, I you can't, like, make someone do it. They got to want to do it themselves, which yeah. is also a challenge in and of itself. And I'm sure that's so challenging, too, especially, like, because it's massive what you're doing. You know, it's, right. it's, it's humongous and it's hard and it's, like, and I'm sure it, it can feel like, why can't please you know do this help me you know like and it I I can imagine like that would and I know it's not supposed to like but like that resentment I'm sure Mm. is so hard to yeah shut up (laughs) yeah I think like yeah resent and also like resentment you it gets to a point where like at least for me it's like there's like a point of no return where it's like there's so much resentment that like you can't you can't go back at this point like it's built up too much and like it's too much to like unravel or too heavy or someone doesn't want to do it or you know what I mean so it's like it's a whole it's a whole thing um going back to like childhood life this is kind of off topic but like what made you want to be a comedian um I I have I had two the funniest people in my life were my two cousins Richie and Tony and we grew up in a really big family where, like, everyone was in, like, a 15-minute, 15 15-mile 15 radius, you know? And, like, so aunts, uncles, like, grandparents, they were all, like, right there. And in a very open family, too. And so we – my two cousins, I just, like they're, – they're much older than me. And, like, maybe, like – I say much older, but, like, as a kid, I was like, these people are old. <laughs> but <laughs> sure, they're sure. not. They're, like, my <laughs> age that way. um and so but they would just like effortlessly hold court at like dinners and they would make they would make rooms erupt and just like be able to like laugh and like make everyone feel that laugh like just being able to laugh and and I growing up in such a small um radius of family and small town like some of my first memories sadly like are at like funeral homes because everyone stayed in town and so like they would die in town and like I was a kid going to like great uncle so-and-so's funeral you know and like and then we'd go to funeral dinners and like that heavy heart and just the heaviness of everything and then Richie and Tony would say something and like the room would relax because we could laugh and I just remember being like I want to do that like I want to like help heal and like and make people feel like okay by laughing and 
they, and like, if they would quote something, I'd like run home and watch that movie a million times. Be like, okay, 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 I'm going to quote that, you know? And like being able to make them laugh was like my goal. And I, I think like those are like my North star comedians like growing up, you know? And I, and so I, I have obviously the people I looked up to like comedically in the entertainment industry. But like, for me, that was like such a personal experience and like and I've heard that saying of like when you when someone really really laughs with you like you can see their soul like and I and I think that's so awesome and like and if I can do that I mean I I that's the lottery for me you know yeah and, yeah and my my cousin Tony has since passed away and like and but he like I very much believe in like visiting and like and everything and and I and speaking of SNL like the night before SNL. that I tested he like loved New York so much and I and I have insomnia to begin with and so I was like drinking NyQuil trying to get to sleep and like I finally got to sleep and I was in this house in my dream and I was like going around all these corners and I couldn't I was like what the fuck am I and I was going and I like ran directly into Tony in my dream and I was like oh my god Tony I have to tell you something and because he loved comedy and all of that and and he like just hugged me and he was like dude, I already know. I'm so pumped. And I was like, oh, and I was so excited. And like, that just meant so much too, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Has, has, what, what has your journey been like, like as a professional comedian? Has it been like an easy road, a bumpy road? Like what have you experienced um, in this journey? Yeah. I feel like it's like not even like a road. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's just like I'm like where where to next? Sure. Um, I think, but with that, like I think there is no answer or like is no straight path of like this equals that and this means that because I think for a long time you can get hung up on that and and I feel like in my moments of like darkness or you know real like really when that insecurity is up I'm like well this isn't well I tried you know I Mm -hmm. guess I guess it's back to Ohio for me yeah and um but I think my my journey in it is it, it looks different than I think it ever did on paper but when I when I'm like envisioning like god what do I want like what's my like quote unquote like dream scenario like I go And I'd love to be like in an ensemble surrounded by people that make me so much better, you know, and I, and, and then if I have the presence of mind, I can step back and go like, I am doing that. Like I, I, when I'm in a groundling show, like I am doing that when, when you and I are working together, Mm -hmm. I am doing that, you know, and it's, so it might look different, but it, it is like in those moments like you are doing what you're supposed to be doing you know and it Mm -hmm. and like getting your confidence up and I you know I was always that person in in high school that would like say a joke and then the person next to me would say it louder and get the laugh and I'd be like motherfucker (laughs) you know like and so like getting that confidence to go like I can come to this party and play you know and and bring myself to the party I think is really fun. Yeah. 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 How did you build your confidence up from high school to now? I mean, work in progress. <laughs> um, but I think, I think just like trusting myself and like, and, and also 
having fun of knowing like not everything's gonna land (laughs) like Mm -hmm. some of my very like my favorite memories of groundlings things are like the sketches that bomb so badly and I'm like though that's what I remember you know I'm like like, just like locking eyes with the person you wrote this sketch with and you're like oh we they don't get it they hate it you know yeah and like and just again like not defining myself by that and like yeah, of course not everything you pitch or, like, say something, like, if you're improvising or, like, try a different line, you know, like, while we're filming to get, you know, like, it's, they might not all land, and it's, like, that idea of, like, not taking everything personally and being, like, oh, that just didn't work, okay, yeah. you know, and, and then, of course, like, trying to stop those thought spirals driving home and being, like, idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Uh, have yeah. you ever been, like, I'm not... Other than, like, maybe the SNL time. And maybe you didn't think of it this then either. But were you ever like, I can't do this. I don't – I have yeah. to pick a different career. I don't know what that's going to be because I don't know what the fuck else I can do. But, like, I can't do this. It's like – have you ever felt like that? You know, I – I don't – like, I – yes. I mean, I, I think I – as opposed to, like, that, like, finite of, like, I cannot do this. I yeah. think I'm, like – I have more so those thoughts of, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I feel like I'm beating mm. my head against the wall, you know? And um, and I think even to, like, circle back to what you were saying of, like, my biggest challenge now is, like, not seeking external validation, whether that's, like, the booking isn't the validation, like, that mm. kind of stuff, too, you know? And, and I think that is something hard of going like, but do you like me? <laughs> like, you know, and, um, and being like, and knowing like, yeah, they could really like you, but you also could like, just not be right for this, you know? And, um, so, but to answer that question, yes. Like, I think I, I don't know what else I would do. And I would, I think I've been very lucky that I also really love teaching and I teach improv at Groundlings and I, and I, and I direct Sunday company, which I love. And so I think being able to do that out of the love for it too, makes me really happy. And, and, um, but yeah, there's been so many moments where I'm like, well, this isn't working, you know? And I, but I do, I do feel like there's such a real balance of like holding it way too tight where nothing can breathe and then being like too lax with it of being like, nah, if it happens, it happens. It's like, no, you still have to work hard. Yeah. But also you can't be like, it just has to work. And yeah. yeah, but that is such a, that is a challenge to like balance anything. I'm not great with, with like balance or like finding a middle ground. I'm either like completely one way or completely the other. I'm either like yeah. completely people pleasing like what can I do I'll do whatever I want or I'm the opposite I'm like fuck you I'm not doing anything you say like I hate you yeah (laughs) there's no I have to work on finding a balance but it's like a pendulum it like will swing one way than the other oh absolutely and I and and sometimes I feel like when we're not focused on that pendulum it's like swinging more freely you know Mm. and it and it is that like I think like that magic can strike so much like when you do when you are just about to give up, you know, mm-hmm. and like and I and I try to think like, okay, well why? What what am I in that moment that like I'm like is it because I like like really hit in that like fuck it mentality, you know? And um one of my very dearest friends, Edie Patterson, she like that is like her awesome pep talk all the time. Like when I talk to her about something like god this would be so fun and she's like you just like you can't force it but like if you can do this and just go like like 
tap into that fuck it and just like let it rip like that's such a special magical place that like I think yeah we can work from how do you how do you tap into it this like lack it's it sounds like it's just like a lack of um needing that external validation yeah but like, like how do you how do you do that I don't I it's like because you can't force it right like right. you can't it's almost like you just go like I'm just gonna make myself proud I'm just gonna try this for yeah me. Mm-hmm. you know and then and then the hard part for me is like carrying over that fuck it mentality into like after you hit send and letting mm. it go you know totally yeah yeah I completely relate to that yeah it's like um someone I had like an acting teacher a long time said like this it's a very stupid like act out uh, of something you can do to like get your <laughs> confidence up but like it stuck with me yeah and, it, and he was like just like spread some fuck it seeds like you have a bucket of fuck it seeds just spread them around and then like start your scene or whatever and so I'm up there like spreading imaginary <laughs> fuck it seeds around yes. but I was like oh that's actually like kind of helpful if you can find like your own version of fuck it seeds I love please we need a version of fuck it seeds always <laughs> we always need fuck it seeds should we sell fuck it seeds probably (laughs) yeah we'll start an etsy store it'll be great that'll be wonderful (laughs) but it's also like the thing of like i don't know how how you feel about this but like are you ever worried or concerned about like getting judged by your peers because it's one thing about like guess like the industry saying no or whatever but then it's a whole nother thing about like your peers and like if they're enjoying the the content or the art that you're putting up so I'm curious like does does that differ for you like are you more um mindful or like need more external validation from one or the other or are they equal yeah you know I guess I I don't know if I've ever really like super thought in depth about that like I I always love to know what people think of stuff, you know, but it is like, it's almost like, like I, if I'll go to like, I'll ask Corey, like, what do you think? You know, like just we'll watch something before I can like tell someone else to, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think again with balance of like being able to watch it for what it is and not watch it of like, Oh, I don't like my face like that. Ooh, why did I make that face? Like, Oh my God, don't do that with your chin, you know, like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But I, I also think I, I have really worked really hard on trusting and like knowing in my bones that comparison is the thief of joy. So I think my, I, my, I feel like incredible, like the friends that I have are so supportive and also like I hold their opinions so high, you mm-hmm. know, and they, they'll be like, yeah, that was great. And like you did this and like, but they, they also know how to read an audience as well to go like, Hey, you don't need any, like that's, it is what it is, you know, like it, but they're, they're so, they're such kind people that also feel that same way of like, you did great. Or like if I'm having a hard time, I remember I was filming something and I could, it had to be word perfect and I could not get these lines down. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? You know? And like, and that pressure of like being word perfect, you know, is like such an odd thing. And it was like during the height of COVID. So it was really isolated alone and, um, we couldn't spend time with anyone or anything. And so, um, and I was like, I'm freaking out about this. And like, they, 
they like helped me memorize it by like they kept saying the line in really dumb voices and like kept voice memoing me back and forth and I was like oh it stuck like I just needed my friends to help me and it, there is such a judgment-free zone in that too where it's like like yeah brass tacks let's like any like say anything you want let's get into it kind of thing and so mm-hmm. I I I feel very fortunate that I speak the same language as so many of my close friends that I don't I don't feel that like need to get there like to please that them if right. that makes sense yeah no yeah that makes complete sense I think like at least for me like the older I get the more I realize like that I have built a community of like supportive um people that I don't have to be like people pleasy for or that I don't have to like worry about Mm -hmm. and like my support group like my support group or my friends or whatever it's like smaller than I think a lot of other people's are but like but I'm like oh but they're like great and like they're like gonna be there the thickest thieves you know you know what I mean like yes And, and you don't feel like you have to like put on at all too or like or even like like not to like be so gross but like you don't have to like dim your light to like because there there were people in my life too where it's like mm, I can't be like too excited for myself right now for this because mm. they're unhappy you know right and, like, and then me trying to counter again with that and I'm like oh my god that's just because they're not my people <laughs> like that was right because you should never feel like that no safe space should ever feel like that totally this is off topic again, but mm-hmm. have you taken the Enneagram quiz before? No. And I think, did we, did we talk about this before? We and might I have talked about to. it. You just used the peacemaker, which is like one of the archetypes and like the tropes. And so I was like, has she taken it? But you oh, just God. used, you just named one of them. Uh, that okay. I was just curious on it. Well, I'm going to when we hang out. You have to take it. Yes. Um, have you ever faced any challenges in your life that were caused by like not having boundaries or not having like firm enough boundaries yeah oh yeah um boundaries has have been like that has been a huge topic of late on this podcast um because it seems like a lot of people don't weren't didn't grow up with them rather no for sure and like I think so many of us grew up in like we grew up in this way of you have to be malleable you have to be able to go with the flow you know, and it's, and it, and it just, that's just not true. That's forever. You know, like there is no like blanket statement that you have to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, there's moments I can think of, of like when I f- like first started dealing with like boundaries and going like, oh, this is what this is. And being like, God, I have really hard boundaries. And then like, I'm like, oh, but I didn't tell anyone what they were. Yeah. (laughs) So these aren't real. Like they can't just, because then then you just look like an asshole if you're like, no, I'm not doing that. And like, don't tell them why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, so I think um, like certain things come to mind where it's, it's almost like that when fight, flight, or freeze takes over too. Mm. And it, and then you don't realize it what's happening until like you're in like a safer area where you can be yourself like when you if you get back in the car and you're like oh my god that was really bad like what just happened was not good but I couldn't see it because I was like protecting myself in there and like and I and I hate that feeling of going like I should have spoke up I should have done blank because like that word is so un unuseful (laughs) like it's not useful Mm -hmm. you know like this word is so awful because like 
you just didn't. And, um, like, so I think it's also, I think I, I struggle with answering that because it's like sometimes you don't know that you should have had a boundary until mm. something happens as well. Like if it's more serious as well. And um, and I think they're always changing. Like just like if just recently something was asked of me and I was driving to help and I was like, I don't know if this is the right thing to be doing right now. Mm. But I felt it in me that I, I was like, I want to go do this and help. And um and it, afterwards I was glad that I did and but it you know it, it's I think like like I think I'm always gonna struggle with that yeah I think I think I am too did you do you have siblings but mm-hmm. uh, okay are they um sisters or brothers or two older sisters okay damn I was gonna be like is it do you feel like um this idea of like self-sacrifice it as like a woman in society like have you experienced that because I was gonna ask like if you had a brother like do you feel like they did the same sort of um like adapting or feeling like they needed to adapt as you did uh I remember you said something about like being like malleable or being like Mm -hmm. go with the flow or whatever um and it just reminded me of how I feel like women are always taught to like self-sacrifice make everybody comfortable first and then think about you totally yeah and and but I do think uh, yes because like so my sisters are six and eight years older than I am and so they were like well into their um like outside extracurriculars you know and so like I'd get like it's just like a joke in our family that like Emmy yeah Emmy would get woken up thrown into the car seat and we'd be off to like Indiana to go to a gymnastics tournament or a swimming tournament and she and like and I had a literal bag with me and like once I'd like wake up I'd be like I'm gonna go make a friend that my mom said I would like always I'm gonna go make a friend and I'd take my bag and I'd go make a friend like at this because so it is that thing of like I would just like be along for like the literal ride you know and yeah because that's just like what it was and I um and so and I also got the opportunity to to do a ton of things as well when I was like of like an older age too but like oh they were doing dance Emmy should do dance you know like so it mm, was yeah that, like that malleable like it was just like I was had to just be born with it you know I had yeah. to like there wasn't like that like I was I did have to go with the flow a lot yeah and like I relate to that too because I have an older sister and it was like oh she did dance I felt like I had to do dancer I was told to do dancer mm-hmm. she's gonna do cheerleader okay I gotta do cheer but like I, I went I guess there's no point in wishing but it's like I I hear some people that I've talked to are like oh yeah like I didn't want to do it so like I didn't do it and I'm like how the fuck how how the <laughs> fuck did you do that as a kid I yeah. was constantly being like what should I do to make other people happy and then like constantly yeah I'm like I'm so envious of anybody who can do that I know me too and it's like you know it's not anyone was like you have to make people happy like no one right said that to me either but it's like I was like well I guess if I'm here I might as well do it you know we must have picked up on some type of like subtle cues or like I don't know because it's not like self I guess it was self-preservation but at a certain point it had to have served us in some way to where like we continued to do it right yeah because like I feel like now in being able to get like have stronger mental health game you know like I 
I'm so comfortable going like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like, and and going like, oh, those people don't, aren't going to hate you. Like, and also I'm not going to bring my best self if I go to something I don't want to do, you know? Yeah. And, and knowing that difference of like, am I just too tired or do I like really not want to do this, you know? Yeah. And like, God, yeah. How does a little kid have that? Like, even my nieces are, they are like these incredible kids and they are so like it, it just like watching personalities like the things that we're born with like because there is like my youngest niece like I, I laugh at her I'm like you're gonna be just fine in life like you're gonna be just fine <laughs> because she'll be like I don't like that like please stop picking out clothes for me I don't like your style <laughs> and I'm like god damn and I'm like great yeah and I'm like god you're so confident like or not even confident but like she and like she knows how she's 11 and she'll go I just kind of want to be by myself for a little while and she'll just take herself and just have alone time and I'm like that is awesome yeah and and then when she does that my mom's like is everything okay is she sad what's happening like just like I'm like oh there it is yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and I'm like oh I get it I see okay I'm Mm -hmm. connecting these dots and I'm like yeah, she just wants to be by herself. Like, nothing tragic has to have happened. Mm-hmm. She, just, she wants to be by herself. She's recharging. It's you know? crazy how people think, because I'm good at that now. I'm great at Same. being like, I like this. I don't like this. I need mm-hmm. to be by myself. But, like, obviously growing up, I wasn't. But it's crazy how uh, when you say, like, oh, I just want to be by myself. Or, like, I'm just going to stay in. How many people, like, take that as a slight or take it personally or whatever. When it's yeah. just like, oh, that's my oh, dog. Hi, dog. <laughs> um. When it's just like literally wanting to recharge. Right. And finding that, fighting that urge, I guess, to say like, and it's not because of this. Like, it's just like, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And and I think I have to remind myself that like, I don't care about like, if someone says that to me, I'm not like, oh, what a me monster. Either. Yeah, you know, me either. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, take care of yourself, you know? Yeah, and half the time I'm like, oh, good, now I don't have to put I know. on. You know, like, yeah. great. And so, yeah, it is such a, yeah, that, like, that feeling of slighted is is very, I'm now more surprised by that than. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let this dog out of this room. Sweet One baby. Second. Yeah. He was like, and I'm done. Yeah. Need, need to exit into a new room. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's so cute. Uh, he's, a, he's a cute little man. Um, what challenges make you feel alive, whether they're like physical or mental or whatever? Um, do you have any like challenges that you face or that, I don't know, that, that just make you feel like, I'm, oh, I feel actually alive by this? Oh, I love that question. Um, I think... I think like doing things that scare you, I think is really cool or like, and not like phobia things like, listen, I hate snakes. I don't ever want to see them ever in my life. I don't need to ever get stronger with them. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Get stronger with snakes, please. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes me feel alive. No. Um, I, um, I think I, I know I keep talking about like being present. But, like, I think those moments of, like, whoa, I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing this. Like, and, and, like, I think what we worked on together was so special and fun. And, like, and it, that sense of, like, 
that community and friendship and like that camp mentality of like we're in this and it's so cool and fun and like um those things make me feel really alive like when I'm just like lost in it when I'm improvising is one of like my favorite things in the world and I um I think when I'm like really lost in an improv scene or like when I'm doing a show and I'm like tapped into it like because improv is it's scary I get nervous for every single show like it scares the shit out of me and it because it, it's so vulnerable and it's so weird and e- like every time I'm like do I know how to improvise like shit you yeah. know and um but like it that makes me feel so alive and it's like there's there's like nothing like making eye contact with one of your friends and like you know and like just I think that really makes me feel alive and like um I'm now directing Sunday company at Groundlings too and watching them like watching what only that person can do and like watching and like helping them see like no no no, just bring yourself to the party like what can you only do and when that happens it makes me like burst because I'm so amped to see that you know and 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 I was like god I don't know like I'm because I've directed things before and like directed friends shows and I, and I love it. And, but I think like when I go like, Oh, I can do this, you know? And that, so I think that makes me feel alive too. Yeah. Yeah. I completely relate to that feeling. And it's also for me, it's like a fine line though, too, of like doing something that I'm uncomfortable with. Um, but like doing it anyway versus like, being like, oh, actually, this isn't for me right now. Like overcoming your initial like uncomfortableness versus like, oh, I actually just should not be doing this right now. Totally. And I can't yes. find like, I don't know how you differentiate between the two. Because it's like, yeah, I feel the same way about like improvising. I'm like, I'm usually always like nervous or something before the yeah. show, but like I want to do it anyway. Uh-huh. But like even things for me, it's like going out to like an event or like a party or something. And it's like. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Do I push through it and overcome it and like go anyway because I think it'll be good for me? Or do I go, oh, you know what? I'm going to just like stay in instead. And I can't tell the difference. I know. And sometimes I feel like we, I don't know the difference until I'm like driving home from the mm-hmm. thing. I'm going like, mm-hmm. I knew I shouldn't have gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or going like, oh, I'm so glad I did that, you know? And I, yeah. but like sometimes I think if I like, you know, to, like, even bring back up, like, resentment, like, there's a lot of that, like, in, you know, my 12-step program of going, like, okay, I'm going to picture myself there, you know, does it, do I, am I sitting there going, like, I could be doing so many other fucking things right now, you know, and then that is not good to go off of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. or, like, oh, yeah, I do, like, picturing myself there and going, like, I'm so glad I'm here, you know, is helpful too for me at least but like sometimes I don't know sometimes I have no idea and it and I think I'm sure it's also even just events or like jobs too Mm -hmm. like do I want to do this like am I saying yes and I I very rarely pass on auditions (laughs) and not until recently was I like oh I'm allowed to do this sure and they're like yeah if it doesn't (laughs) speak to you you can say no and I'm like oh cool yeah and it is like those that's a massive challenge that it like does make you feel alive of going like oh I know what I like and this isn't and I know I won't bring my best self to this like I no thanks and Mm -hmm. it's and then 
me going, oh, it wasn't like this massive bomb I dropped. They're like, okay, great, thanks. And I'm like, oh, God, because like I like send try yeah. to send that email. Well, I feel like because sometimes like in the past when you have like unprofessional people that you work with or that are working for you or whatever, like they I have had people be like, you're going to do it. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. And it's like, oh, fuck. OK. But it's really like those are the people that are like abnormal in the industry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But you don't yes. know until you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, like even like with uh, like challenges you were saying too, what just brought got brought up for me, too, is like knowing I don't have to answer the phone every time. Like mm-hmm. if like someone's calling and I'm like, I don't have to answer this and like even just setting like honoring a boundary for yourself and going like because so I'd be like oh I wonder what this is and pick up and it's like just someone complaining on the other end or Mm -hmm. like yeah or just going like oh I don't have space for this you Mm -hmm. know that and and then being able to put those into words too like I think I have so many wonderful friends that I feel comfortable going to and being like I have something but like only when you have space for it you know yes that makes me feel alive so helpful as well yeah so helpful Mm -hmm. to be like do you have the space for this right now yeah I need to do that more um Mm -hmm. but that's such a like a great skill to have I think the only thing that helps me right now differentiate whether to do something or not is going like okay of the two options which am I going to feel better about tomorrow when I'm like sitting here tomorrow which one am I going to be like okay I'm glad I did that even yeah. if I even maybe I don't want to do either of them, but which am I going to feel better about tomorrow? Yeah, which I think a, is probably like a program thing that has been instilled in me. But um, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's a helpful. great, that's a really great reminder too, for sure. Have you ever? This is like probably completely off topic of this, but have you ever heard the saying, um, "Do you need a toolbox, a tissue box, or a soap box?" And no. it's like my favorite thing of like because sometimes I think. Like, when you're talking to someone, like, they want to, like, fix it or they want to help you. They don't know how. And it's, like, this great way of going, like, hey, I just need a soapbox. And it's, like, I just need you to, like, listen. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I I need a tissue box. Like, I need you to, like, help, like, be there with me and support me. Or I need a toolbox. Like, I need you to help me fix this. Yeah. And it's really helpful. And, like, and it's also helpful for me when someone is asking for, like, is speaking to me about that. I'm, like, so I, cause like immediately it helps me be like a little bit active of a, more active of a listener and like listen to understand and not listen to respond and go like, what do you need? Like, how can I attack this for you? Like, do you want me just to listen or do you want me to like look for like actionable items? Like it, it I feel like it makes me a better listener. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that exact phrase, but I have heard being like, uh, oh, great. Do you want me, do you want to vent? Uh, like without, do you, which one, do you just want to vent? Do you want me to give you advice or do you want me to give you support? I love um, that. Yeah. And it's like, the, yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I would like more people to be, uh, like just a listener. Cause I'm like, I don't need you to fix this. Cause there's like, usually there's like not a fix. There's like, there's nothing you can do to fix it. I just need you to like sit the fuck there and listen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. I totally get it. And like, Sometimes I feel like it's very, like, gender maybe related to, like, like men just, like, I want to protect and I want to mm-hmm. fix. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, you don't have to know everything. You don't got to fix anything. Like, just listen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, last question before we wrap up. Is there a piece of advice that you've ever been given that you want to impart on anyone who's listening right now? Or do you want to make a piece of advice up? Oh, my God. That I impart? Um, 
I do, I think it is, the thing that was given to me is that comparison is a thief of joy. And it, if you are comparing yourself to someone else and blaming them, like you're, you're looking at it all wrong. And like, I think we can only ever make each other stronger. We're not in competition with each other, I think is because that like, whenever we're comparing, I per not, I'm not saying everyone like my, I know if I go like, Oh, I'm comparing anything. It could be small, big, whatever. I'm like, Oh, it's because I'm like at my lowest right now. And I'm not, operating on like my highest level of intelligence or like emotional intelligence right now it's because I'm feeling a certain way and I'm just letting it out and it's yeah 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 I love that mm-hmm. um thank you so much for giving me an hour of your time oh my it's god are you been... kidding me this is so great you're a treasure you're so fucking funny it's I love it's you. incredible um you're such a talent so thanks for your time I think the same of you thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back with guest actor, comedian, writer, Emily Pendergast. You can find her on Instagram. Her handle is at ePendergast. Thanks again for listening. New episodes every Thursday. (laughs) 